Hi, I'm Mikey. Welcome to Everything Aviation Podcast. I'm a microlight pilot and I've had the privilege of flying some very, very cool aircraft over the years. I've been around the aviation industry. I really love hearing people's stories and I thought other people would love it too. So why not put all these stories in one place and talk to some very, very cool aviators. All that leaves for you now is to sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Everything Aviation Podcast. Uh, on this week, well, I mean last week, uh, myself and Rob is here also. We went and, well, let's just put it this way. Not many people would get to fly in a World War II warbird, um, and let alone take the controls of one. And yet, that's what we got to do, um, which was brilliant, brilliant fun. Um, so we're basically here to talk about our, our experience with it and everything. So the, the, the aircraft that we flew... Um, was the uh, T6 Harvard, uh, or formerly known as the Wacky Wabbit one, uh, based out of Duxford. But we currently known as the Wacky Wabbit. Yeah, <laughs> currently. Sorry, sorry. Um, so that that was it. It was brilliant, brilliant fun, um, and we went up to, to Peterborough Connington to, to go and do it. So I think we might start talking about Peterborough Connington. What was your kind of first impressions of? Peterborough Connington when we eventually found it um a little bit desolate <laughs> it was, well you know that neck of the woods is full of all these old bomber bases and um you sort of I remember looking at your sat nav going hmm it's somewhere around here and it, it, you can see it's flat um but there's lots of trees and lots of fields and then it was like well, was it stumbling upon some manky old bit of runway made us go ah okay we're in the vicinity but still you know how big these places can be, so which way do we go now? But thankfully, the delights of uh, Google Maps uh, sorted us out on the uh, on the phones, and GPS saved the day yet again. <laughs> but otherwise, no, it was um, it was good when we actually got there. There was more than I thought initially, because it, it, you just kind of expected a concrete runway in the middle of nowhere. But they um, they had their hangar setups, didn't they? There was a flying club. It, it was um, no. Very smart place, really. But flew C forty twos as well, which is what I was kind of impressed with, also. Um, just from well, it was a bit C-42, of everything, wasn't it? Yeah. Helicopters, microlights, twins, singles, training aircraft, all of it. And then half an hour after <laughs> all that, there was a warbird on the ground. Because um, he, he, was, he was a little bit late, and we started panicking because it was for us. It was just under a three hour drive, um, and it was kind of like one of these of, have we missed an email? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a squeaky bum moment, wasn't it? Just a little bit. Um, and then there was the thing of, like, oh, the wind isn't fantastic. And we was, yeah, it was one of those moments where I think it was just more or less like, oh, have we missed something here and are we going to get there? But eventually uh, we, we met up with a couple of other people who were flying in this warbird as well who were there. And um, they were also saying that they'd driven so far and they hadn't got an email and stuff. And if eventually more and more people came and the... the crew on the ground uh, in Connington were also saying as well that it was due in at some point so that was always reassuring well, you bit. certainly heard it didn't you <laughs> oh yeah it was you know loud yeah. absolutely diabolically loud um, but it was it was it was fantastic to, to, to hear it um, like that and as it came to flying um, which was it's great because you always see these aircraft from, from far off so this thing arrives it does straight in because it was a little bit late we thought we were going to get like a run and break thing with it but it, it was straight in because it was a bit late and uh, the first guy jumped in it and it was great to look you know it hadn't really sank in i don't think for myself anyway no, no. Uh, that we were going to be climbing into this thing going flying in it. So we, we watched and it took off and eventually it came back and then they asked me was was i ready and i was like oh uh no. yeah <laughs> and as you're walking towards this thing it's so big it just gets bigger and bigger 
bigger and as you're walking towards it it's it just looming and this is where my heart started pounding i was like jesus i'm actually mm. actually climbing into something that, that that's made for for war and not leisure and you can see that as you climbed into it like there was no kind of luxuries um it wasn't it was definitely wasn't made to take you down to ibiza over the summer holidays no. um but it was amazing we we lined up he started up first and it's a big massive radial engine thing and and it was I, 600 horsepower oh it was, it was <laughs> started up and there was flames and smoke down the side and the right hand the smell of it was just it was amazing the sound of it was brilliant um and that was kind of like where i thought right my nerves are gone here because we, 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 it, <laughs> no coming back now no going back so there's no point even worrying about it and uh, we lined up and they did warn me beforehand um that it was going to be quite Quite lots and lots of power, I think, he, what he said. And he added full power on, on in this thing. And it was gone like a rocket. The tail was straight up because it's the tail dragger aircraft. And we climbed up and the gear came up. And uh, he, we, we flew it around. And he says to me, he's like, oh, what, what, what are you used to flying? I said, oh, Icarus C-42s. And he was like, well, what, what are we talking about? I was like, oh, about 450 kg max. And he was like, haha, well, this is a two and a half ton tank <laughs> and then with that he put his hands up on the canopy and was like oh um you have control and i was like oh i have control and to my absolute delight for something that weighs two and a half tons i was flying it with just two fingers um i couldn't believe it similar uh, it, it makes the c42's control but heavy yeah <laughs> the c42 you can fly with two fingers but you need to put a bit more effort in the turn this thing just did it um one of the things I found out with it as well was I found myself chasing the, the slip ball around quite a bit, but because you're going a lot faster, even the slightest turns, you have a little bit more G in. Um, and same, like every every little movement that you do. So I, I accidentally kind of like push it, descend, and it went straight to minus two, um, <laughs> which, which was a bit of a shock to the system. Um, and then so we kind of flew around. That was good fun. Got up to three and a half thousand feet. Um, and then as we as we were coming back down into into Connington, uh, we, we were going to set up for a run and break, which was amazing. Um, but as he, as he, he kind of dived, and there was a bit of negative G again. And I'm wondering that as he pulled, we, we touched four G, and that was quite good as well. Uh, everything just weighs for those like uh, those of you listen, you probably know about the G. But like, I weigh twelve stone, and in that moment, I was weighing four times that. Um, so that's like gives you the. the idea of, of what was happening but we did just run a break did a flyby um and then came around and back into lands and I, it was what was it i think it was half an hour for 200 quid and it was probably one of the best 200 quids that i myself have ever spent but what was your experience with it like basically more of the same wasn't it i mean it was i was on the ground watching you my nerves are going through the roof thinking oh my goodness what am i doing <laughs> it's just i don't normally get nervous flying but just the the noise of that thing is just so imposing when you sit there watching it. But um, yeah, you, you jumped out. I took the uh, the standard photo shoot after you jumped out, posing everywhere. And then I was uh, no, I was just very much right, head down, get in it, get going, and you'll love it. And um, yeah, I just remember the smell on startup. I was like, right, okay, yeah, I like this now. Like <laughs> just the the slow build up of power, and then all of a sudden, before you know it you're up in the air and he said yeah well I only used 500 horsepower there and you're like what <laughs> just it just for something that like you say two and a half tons it was effortless and yeah he took me up to 2,000 feet um, handed me over the controls and I, I sort of I'd, <laughs> I'd made it clear that maybe going upside down wasn't something I wanted to do for a first time in something as valuable as this um, which he laughed at and said we wouldn't be doing that anyway 
Um, but yeah, I stuck it in some tight turns, pulled some 360s, got myself lost and disorientated very quickly, but was enjoying it. But it was, for me, it was trying to balance being immersed in it and enjoying it and actually, oh, don't make an idiot of yourself. Look like you know what you're doing. Like <laughs> my flying instructor, <laughs> he'd, um, he'd called the pilot. He knew the pilot doing the experience flight on the day and said, oh yeah, you've got one of my PPL students who's very near the end of his PPL with you here. Um, so sort of give him some stick time and see how he is. So I just had that in the back of my head thinking, I've got an ex-captain up in front of me, my training instructor at home going to be getting probably some feedback from this. I can't afford to make a balls up of this. <laughs> I just sort of treated it like a 20 minute flying lesson just in something a bit more imposing than what I was used to. But no, it was, it was fantastic. I mean, the time goes far too quickly and before you know it, it was time to come in for my little run and break. It wasn't quite a 4G pool like yours, but it was... Yeah, I, I want to say I saw something stupid like 200 miles an hour and yeah, it, it was, was, you kind of line up with the runway, low pass, and before you know it, you're up in sort of into your improvised circuit and back on the deck, but across the wind though, that, it was the crosswind was building all morning, wasn't it? It was. And I watched your landing and you could see the rudder flicking oh, left to right, left to right, and you could just imagine what the rudder pedals looked like. When I came in, it was, it was lovely, lovely, main wheels down, fine. And the second that tail hit, the blimey, was he? He was having a dance on those pedals. They were all over the place. I couldn't believe it. And uh, that was with a locked tail wheel. It was madness. But then, um, yeah, sort of had that sultry coming back to earth moment and um, parked up and got out of it. And before I know it was over. But yeah, absolute best experience I've ever had in an aeroplane in my life. And uh, no onwards and upwards hopefully something bigger and faster next time we'll see how the savings account looks <laughs> it was brilliant we've gone, gone back to the wind thing I remember it, I, I, I've, I've described our touchdown into Dunsfold um, a bit like Michael Flatley on the rudder pedals because it, it bit but what we did was very very fecking mild compared to what he was doing today and I, I do remember he, he got a radio update um, of the winds and they were right on the limits for this mm. um, <laughs> And he, he was doing very, very well with it, I have to say. And I think we were very lucky to, to get actually flying in it because uh, shortly after that, I think the wind kind of picked up and that was that, um, more or less. Um, but absolutely amazing experience. Um, it was 200 quid for 20, uh, half an hour. Definitely, definitely. 20 minutes. Recommend. Was it 20 minutes? 20 minutes, yeah. 20 minutes. Um, and it was, it, it was amazing. Um an experience and it's a warbird and the best thing about it is you said you treat it like a 20 minute flying lesson it technically is a flying lesson absolutely um, yeah loggable exactly and I, I got it nicely logged as pilot on the training as it, ex it goes down exercise tree in the logbook um, and I think you have as well just to because uh, the uh, is an instructor and examiner sat up the front so everything that you do is, is above so in the logbook there's now a fucking <laughs> Harvard T6 um, warbird as a P uh, un under pilot instruction <laughs> which is amazing absolutely amazing but yeah it's definitely an experience that I highly recommend um, and I think you would as well Ron. absolutely yeah I mean I, I say if you're looking for doing something like that and you're thinking, blimey, do I want to spend thousands and thousands on Spitfires? Will I even enjoy it if it's not something that, if you don't like flying, you, you may not want to commit to spending that sort of money. But I think that the normal prices for the, the Harvards are about £300 for the 20 minutes because we booked ours uh, as a, something to look forward to after lockdown special offer. But Christ, do it. You, you, you won't regret it. If you can afford it, you, you'll have no regrets. And regardless or not, whether you like planes, you'll have fun in that thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's going back to like saying you don't want to spend thousands on a Spitfire and all that. 
bear in mind that this was a World War Two trainer, and this thing, um, they they have seen combat down in Africa and stuff, but the this was the last stop before pilots in the Battle of Britain in World War Two went on to fly Spitfires and Hurricanes. Um, so you are getting that genuine feel oh, of yeah, warbird. You, it's the big analog gauges everywhere. The the big heavy cumbersome sort of hydraulic controls and throttle levers and prop controller. It, it, it's yeah, it's certainly authentic. You you could kind of well close your eyes and imagine yourself going slowly in a Spitfire and then open them. <laughs> if you knew nothing, you, you, you'd uh, yeah, it would give you a, a bloody good insight into what it's like. It's yeah, I, to be fine, I always find it on a Hugo. When you're sat in line seating in an aeroplane, it always gives you that different feeling. It's side by side. It's just we're all brought up in sort of your conventional trainers as side by side seating. And you know when you're in line, it, it's something a, a bit different. And it, just... it almost, when he says you have control, it almost genuine. Well, the fact that his hands are up on his dashboard as well, you are genuinely in control. But it gives you that feeling of almost solo because you're in your own kind of cockpit as to say yeah 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 you're totally very much in your own space you've got no one around you and your own set of controls for everything it's you're not sharing anything and uh yeah it's uh great fun i, I, I say I, I don't know if i sound as enthusiastic it's um yeah it, it's absolutely without doubt the highlight of my year so far so yeah i think i think it's, it's, it's the same here and and it, it's it's kind of spurred me on a bit to, to go and book it's kind of a, a sort of a spitfire experience as well um which i'm hoping to have done uh, before this podcast goes out so we can do it you can do a chat about that as well at some point um but it's basically going down and having a go of goodwood's uh, spitfire simulator uh, which is an actual it's an actual fuselage of a spitfire uh, that has seen combat um which is amazing all the dials in it apparently are, are, are all the thing and it's as realistic as it gets they train their spitfire pilots on it it's it's not full motion, but it, it's about as good as you're going to get unless you're in a Spitfire. Yeah. In here. <laughs> um, so looking looking forward to that, and if it's as realistic, then at least I've I've kind of accidentally fallen into this Battle of Britain thing going on here. I've gone from the Harbour to, to the Spitfire and, and and comparing the two of what they're like to fly. If it is as accurate as they're saying, well then, um, we'll be able to do a proper representation of, of what it was like and um, what it's going to be like. But yeah, I think I think that kind of really sums up our, our time with, with the Harvard. Highly recommend it. Um, the team were fantastic. Uh, Andy who runs it, he kept us really informed coming up to it. Because we'd officially originally booked for I think it was April. Yes. Well, yeah. Covid. Yeah. Did its best to upset us, but no, we got there. We got there at the end of May, and then we had a reserve date as well. And at one point, we did think, like we said, we thought we we're gonna have to uh, bring that kind of date forward or use that date. Um, but uh. On, on the plus side, we, we, we didn't have to, which was which was good. Um, and yeah, we, we got flying it, uh, and that, that was great. Andy kept us all the way up, and the ground crew were fantastic. Um, I think Mike, Mike Day was the ground crew's name, and, and, and we had Glenn. Yeah, Glenn Fricker was the pilot. That was it, he, he, was, he was flying it, and they couldn't have been better. They, they... Oh, blimey, yeah, they, lovely. I mean, they'd even say, because we went to Duckford afterwards, didn't we? And they were saying, oh, blimey, well, if you see us landing, Come give us a hand to push it in a hangar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, lovely bunch of people. Lovely yeah. bunch of people. Really, really are. Um, but yeah, I think that kind of sums up our our time with the with the wacky. Um, but yeah, anything to add? Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Go and do it. And then yeah. Let's keep warbirds flying because at the moment I know everything's been hit and it'd be a crying shame to see warbirds kind of flit out. So anything you can do to give these guys a hand. Um, as well, also, if you like coffee, I'm a big fan of the uh, 
Warbird Coffee and Co. As you probably guessed, but they've also got their Wacky Rabbit uh, Coffee as well. Um, so give, give them a hand out. And like I said, go, go and fly in it. Just go and do it. Book it. Go and have crack in it. If one COVID showed me one thing is, is to stop putting things off. Just just go and do it. Um, and I put loads of stuff off uh, when I shouldn't have. And now I'm regretting stuff that I should have done. Uh, but I'm going to get done now. So yeah, just book it. Go and do it. Grab it. Spur the moment thing. You know, money is always going to come. But memories. You, when you die, what's your money going to do? Your memory's going to go with you. Um, so yeah, by all means, just go, go and book it and have, have crack. We'll be back next month to talk about the Lancaster. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's got one, let us know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you for listening to this bonus episode of Everything Aviation Podcast and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much.